So I wanted to do this podcast uh, later on today. I guess it depends on how you look at how the day is starting in. If I don't go to sleep, then I think it's like to me, it's still Friday and it's actually Saturday. But um, I wanted to do this podcast later on today on Saturday. But it was something that, that just kept telling me to, to talk about it. And, you know, I, I'm going to follow that instinct. I think that's something that I need to do more of, following my instincts, because I got a habit of second guessing myself. But today, I spoke with uh, a kid, Malachi, he's 13 years old, and he gets in a little bit of trouble, you know, and he has a mom and a sister, and it, it, it affects them. You know, so today I told him about some of the things that I've been through on my past. You know, I spoke with him about some of the things that I know that I've done that made me made my mom feel horrible. And I've also told him about the look that I've seen in her face. You know, that look of disappointment or that look of worry, that look of fear. And I'm so thankful that I got to meet this kid, you know, because kids that make the wrong decisions aren't always bad kids. You know, we make bad decisions and sometimes we maybe do bad things, but we're not always bad kids. And I say we because I have been to some of these places that this kid has been before. And I don't want him to go through some of the things that I went through before. Um, so I talked to him and we had a really good conversation, you know, and, and sometimes you don't know the effect that you're having on other people when you're talking. And I asked him at the end, how was it? You know, and his words were, this was really good. Actually, I feel bad for you. And I didn't know why that came out of his mouth. And I asked him, you know, why do you feel bad for me? And he said, well, there's some things that I understand. There's some things that I don't understand. But no one should have to go through what you've been through. And he's right. That's true. But also, no mother should have to go through some of the things that I put my mother through. And I I told him to, if he feel that way about me, to think about how his mother and his sister feels about him getting into trouble or the things that he do. Now, one thing I don't think I've shared on my podcast was how bad my temper actually was. And I was telling him about it today because he has a bad temper. Now, my temper was horrible. Like, I had one of the worst tempers you could probably think of. So my temper was so bad that I, I, I've had blackout moments before. And I can't always recall what happened. 
And when people start to tell me about it, I start to get bits and pieces from what they say. And it starts to come back to me, you know, and I shared with him about one time that was uh, pretty stupid on my part. It was dangerous and, you know, it, it could have affected a lot of people because I lost my temper and I didn't really remember what happened until people told me about it. And this situation, it just so happened that so many people were not really directly involved, but so many people were there like to see it. That's So when I say like it was so many people involved, that's what I mean. A lot of my family was there. Uh, my nieces, my nephews, they had their friends. My sisters, they had their friends. I had my friends. So it was a bunch of us there, you know, and I had this really bad habit of running to people's rescues or running to people aid or running into people's battles and fighting them for them. And that was fine with me because I wanted to protect I wanted to protect my family. And I had no idea how it really was to protect your family, like what it really means. So this incident, my younger sister got into an argument with uh somebody who used to hang out on our street. And, you know, he called her out of her name a few times. So me and this guy had a conversation and, you know, we ended whatever happened between him and my sister and whatever me and him was just arguing about. And then his cousin comes out of the alley and me and him get into an argument. So... Mind you, I am about maybe 16, 17, maybe. And this guy had to be maybe 20-something. And that's just a guess, but I know he was older than I was. So um, I'm ready to fight. You know, he's talking, I'm talking. And I don't like to talk a lot. If it's a fight, it's a fight. If it's not... Let's just go about our way. Let's go about our business. Nothing to talk about. And I, I stuck to this for so long about not arguing and being action. This was before I learned that I could fight with my fists, but I can also fight with my words. And though that fight with those words doesn't have to be an argument. And recently, it hasn't turned into one yet. But, um, yeah, me and the guy was arguing, and I'm ready to fight. And we're standing maybe 10 feet apart. And the guy pulls the gun out on me, right to my face. So I did the dumbest thing that you could think of. And if you're listening to this, think of a few things. And whatever you're thinking, the first one that pops in your head is probably what I did. I told him to shoot me. I kept pushing him to shoot me. I wasn't afraid of him. One thing I did remember was 
uh, my sister, Nisha, picking me up <laughs> and putting me on the sidewalk. And I broke loose. When she put me down, I ran right back into the street, right back at him. I said it again. Shoot me. I did this over and over and over again. And when I finally came to, I remember myself being in a room with my head in my hands and I was crying. So when I came to at that time, I didn't know what I was crying for. But I knew I had just lost my temper. That's the only thing that can make me lose time that way. I could have been killed in front of my whole family. My oldest son, Dennis, was there. That was the dumbest thing that I could have ever done. And I didn't learn from that at that time. If that guy would have pulled a trigger, I can't even imagine what my family would be going through to this day. And it's like 20 some years later. I couldn't imagine what they would be going through. You know, so for Malachi to tell me he feel bad or he feel sorry for the things that I've gone through, I had to make that part of what he's putting his family through and not on the same scale as what I did, you know, but I did tell him about that situation, but it was to let him know the choices that we make and how it can affect the people that we love. I was getting ready to leave and uh, Malachi, he said, let me show you my talent. So I wasn't expecting it for one. And uh, I didn't expect for him to show me what he showed me. So I was expecting like some magic trick or, you know, something like that. It's a magic trick or something with cards or I don't know. I don't know. But he surprised the heck out of me. He took out two books that had drawings in them. This kid can draw. And I asked him if I could take a picture of it. He said, yeah. So I I put it on my Facebook. But I'm also going to put it on my website. You know, because... In that moment, it it meant so much to me. Him saying that he feel bad for me. Him being vulnerable enough to show me his talent of drawing. And he didn't even know if I was a fan of drawings. I could have looked at his drawing and was like, oh, that's horrible. That is ridiculous. That's the worst thing I've ever seen. But the way I feel about it is that he trusted me at that moment to show me his drawings. And he showed me. 
and they were really good. I took a picture of one and I'm going to put it on. It's on my Facebook already and I'm going to put it on my uh, my website, VulnerableTruths.com. This is something that's so important to me because as a kid, I also grew up without my father. I always knew who my father was. But I saw him maybe a day or two, and then I didn't see him for years. And then I see him for a day or two, and then I wouldn't see him for years. Then I wouldn't, I wouldn't see him. And I got to a point where I missed him. You know, I wanted him around, and I didn't have it. It made me jealous of people who had their fathers around. You know, when I met my wife and I met her mom and her dad at the same time in the same house coming out of the same room, to me that was so weird. <laughs> like it was, it's, it's crazy that I think that's weird. Well, I thought that that was weird. But I loved it. I absolutely loved it. That was one of the most precious things I've ever seen in my life. And the way that my mother, my mother, <laughs> the way that my wife feels about her mom and her dad is crazy. Both of them are God to her. Or she sees them that way. She holds them on a pedestal that I've never seen anyone held on before. And I love that about her. Actually, after I do this, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to talk about my wife <laughs> because I think it deserves its own episode. But back to Malachi. Uh, yeah, he didn't seem like a bad kid. He didn't talk like a bad kid. He respected me when, when I was talking. You know, he, he gave me honest answers. But like I said, just because we make just because kids make bad decisions, it doesn't mean that they're bad people. But how many of us are willing to do that work, to dig in, to see if that kid is a bad kid or not? I don't know how many people are willing to do it. But I'll tell you this thing. I am one of them. I am. I'm one of them. I was headed down a really bad place. And then when I stopped hanging out in the streets, I still held on to me protecting my family. When I moved to Minnesota, I still held on to that. I think when I moved here, I was maybe 25 years old. Yeah, I was 25. I still held that. It didn't matter who called, I ran. You didn't have to give me details. If I picked up the phone and I heard Dante somebody, the phone was hung up, I was in my car, and I was gone. Now, the thing about this is, it's so unselfish of me to 
not think about what I'm running into. But it's more selfish for everybody else that's letting me run into these situations. And I had my kids. I had my wife. We wasn't married, but I had her. You know, no one put what they should have put in front of them before whatever it was that was going on. And once I started to change, I went through a 19-week anger management program. And after my 19 weeks was done, I went back every time that I could. And I mentored. And then I had people that was leaving the program that would call me the morning of, of the meeting days and ask me if I was going. I tell them, yes. They say, hey, could you pick me up? I want to go too. So this was people that didn't have to go anymore, but they wanted to. They would call to see if I was going. And I hope and I'm believing that they would just call me for a ride. And they went. I remember at one point, it was four or five of us that didn't need to be there or didn't have to be there, that wasn't obligated to be there. That was there. That is the type of change I want to create in people. You know, that that is what I want to see happen. I want whatever I do for anybody, don't pay me back like that. You pay me and what I did for you, for you to do it for somebody else. That's payment enough. If I give you $20, give $20 to somebody else. If I give you good advice, give good advice to someone else. If I stop on the middle of a highway and take you home, you help somebody else that way. I'm not going to say stop on the middle of the highway and take them home because we don't always know who we're picking up, you know, and I don't want to be the reason for anything bad happening to anybody. You know, but it, that's something that I would do if I was alone. I wouldn't do it if my wife was in a car. I would not do it if my kids were in a car. If I was alone, I would definitely do it. And it's not because I'm afraid of what's going to happen to my wife or my kids. But I know that's not a situation that they would be comfortable being in. And I don't want to put them in that situation. Now, you may say, well, something might happen to you. That's true. That's very true. But the thing with me is that if I'm doing my part. So me doing my part is is me doing what's right. So if I see somebody stranded and I give them a ride, that's me doing my part. If I see someone with a sign that's asking for money and I give them $5, that's me doing my part. If someone comes to me for advice and I give them advice, that's me doing my part. You know, it, it, it's what I'm giving to someone else. You know, how people may take advantage of that or how people may exploit that, you know, that it's really not my problem. You know, that that's something that they have to answer for, not me. 
So uh, I'm not afraid of it. And I don't want anything bad to happen to me. I don't want anything bad to happen to anyone else. But sometimes being nice comes with consequences and they're not always good. But I would rather be nice than to not help. Because I don't know how much of a need that person is actually in. And I'll never know unless I stop and, and, and see for myself. You know, I hope that someone else is, is willing to put everything into a situation like that just to make sure that, you know, they're okay or or they're not. But like I said, I, I don't want to focus on what could happen that might end up with something bad happening. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to focus on that. Because helping is good, you know, and I don't help people for something to come back to me. I help out people because I'm attached to that. You know, I love the fact that my life experiences can help someone. And I think with Malachi, it'll be good for him to ask me questions and you know, me break down some of the things that I've told him that he doesn't understand. I think, I'm sure, I'm confident that I can get him off the path that he's on and on to a better one. Now, one thing that I do know is is that he loved his mother and his sister. I can always see that in anyone's eyes. You know, and, and one thing I asked him that I want him to think about was how would you feel if something happened to your mother or your sister? Or how would you feel if somebody on the streets did something to your mother or your sister? And I can tell, like, that question annoyed him. It, it, it upset him. You know, and it should. Because as a as a 13-year-old kid, None of us, a 14-year-old, a 13-year-old boy, all boys at 13 want to protect their sisters and their mother. All of us. And I could see it in his eyes that when I asked him that question, his protection for them was about to come out. And that's fine. That's fine. That's That's what I wanted to see, but... I want him to see that, you know, because it's, it's him that'll have to make the changes to uh, stop doing some of the things that he's doing. And, you know, I'll, I'll keep working with him. I'll keep speaking with him. He has my number. And, you know, I'm looking forward to that first conversation, the confusion that he has that I'm praying that I'll be able to shed some light on. So Malachi, if you hear this, first of all, I want to thank you for allowing me to be in your space 
and, and share with you some of the things that I've been through. And I, I want to thank you for listening to me. I want to thank you for your empathy and feeling sorry for me for the things that I've gone through. I want to thank you for you sharing your talent with me and trusting me to show that, share that with me. I want to thank you for being respectful and honest with me. And I'm thanking you in advance for the choices that you'll make from today forward that'll be different from the choices that you made before today. And Malachi, I want to tell you that I'll be in this as long as you want me to be. And it won't be as easy as you saying, leave me alone. You know, it'll, you have to mean it. You have to be sincere in telling me that you don't want me to continue to be there. Because I see it in you that you are not what you portray to be. And I refuse to let you go down that path. I refuse to not allow you, did I say that right? To not allow you to be great, to be awesome, to be wonderful. You know, you have those qualities and I want you to meet those qualities. I want you to see what you have in yourself that I see in you. Because I see so much. But I need you to see it for yourself. Thank you, Malachi, for being my first official mentee. We all need mentors. Even grown people, we all need mentors. But I thank you for sharing the time that we had today. And I'm looking forward to every other time, every other time, whether it's a phone conversation or anything. And maybe you'll just be that person that will turn some of your friends around, that'll stop them from doing what it is that they're doing. That is the only way I would want you to pay me back, but not in a way that it will endanger you. So with this being said, this is the end of this podcast. And Malachi, I want to tell you one more thing. Nobody in this world will take care of you the way that you can take care of you. But it's up to you to decide what way you want to take care of yourself. You know, I decided to take care of myself, to not be negative, to not want to fight physically all the time. And this year I've learned, well, yeah, I learned to use my words instead of my fist. Well, I've been learned not to use my fists. 
But this year I was tested with what I've learned. And instead of being angry and upset and aggressive, I spoke. And a lot of people see that as passion, the way that I speak now. And they're right. If I speak about anything in front of a group, it's something that I'm passionate about. If I speak to someone one-on-one that's having issues with anything, I'm only speaking from a place of passion and experience. I won't talk about anything that I've never been through if you need advice. I won't, I won't do it because I know how it feels for someone to try to give you advice with a situation they have never been through before. And I'll never do that to anybody. We can try and work through it together and we'll be growing together. We'll both we'll both learn things and figure it out together. The more things you go through and the more things that you learn, the more hurt you go through, the more pain Everything that you go through is something in it to be learned. So don't always look at things like it's a bad thing. Find the good in it. And it may be something so small, but find it. Do that work. Find it. It's important. Once you can do that, once you can find those really small things in something so huge that's negative, you're changing your mind frame. You're starting to do the work. And that's actually probably halfway into it. Because once you get to that point, you're already seeing things naturally in a positive way. You're going to search for the things that don't seem that there's anything positive in it. And you searching for it and doing the work to pick it out. So Malakata's podcast is for you, and I hope you hear it. I know you'll hear it. If no one plays it for you, I'll play it for you. (laughs) But I'm looking forward to uh, many more conversations, and I'm looking forward to the man that you're growing to be and how successful you will be, because I know you will be. You know, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to the relationships that'll grow from here because of you. And I know that you'll grow some awesome relationships. I see so much potential in you and I know you will live up to it. And I am going to help you every step of the way. So, hey, if you're not Malachi you're listening to this podcast. Um, if you know someone like this or if you are a teenager or a young adult, if you can resonate with anything that's being said today, please take my words and, and listen to them and, and understand them and Start to make that change. Start to turn that corner. It's so important. You know, I have come in close encounters with death on my own five times. And 
with someone else maybe at least 10 times. So I've had a lot of run-ins with close encounters with death. And I'm 37 today. My life has been a blessing. Everything that I've been through. My depression, me falling 30 feet off a ladder and getting PTSD from it and then starting to have anxiety attacks. Everything that I've been through is a blessing. It has led me to this point where I am today. And now look how everything that I've been through in my life led me to be able to speak to you today. And I thank God for that. And I know that this is something that I'm supposed to be doing because I care about it so much. So I'm going to continue to do it. And Malachi, you are mentee number one. Now, a lot of people say that I've been a mentor for years, but I, I have never said that I mentor people. I've never said it. Actually, I'm just now starting to learn how to take compliments because I never felt like I deserved them. And a lot of good compliments has been going around within the last year about Dante. So I'm not reflecting those or giving someone else those compliments. I'm accepting them because that's how people feel about me. And it's not about how they feel about someone else. You know, but I was so ashamed and felt like I never deserved the good things that people call me that I would always say, if you told me I was a good person, I would say, hey, well, we all good people. Well, somebody told me they was lucky to have me in a community. I would say, wait, well, it's a nice community. We're lucky to have each other. You know, I, I never really thought about what that does to the compliment, you know? And my mom talked to me about it. And there was also uh, another guy, Matt, that also told me about it, you know? And him and my mom had really close comments about it, you know? And those comment, those compliments are for me. You know, I went through bad situation where two of my family members died and this community stepped up and they helped me and my family a lot, you know. I was brought brownies. Those brownies were so good. <laughs> they were <laughs> those brownies were so good. But I also had a case of water, you know, chips. You know, they raised money for me. You know I may do three podcasts today, this morning. Because it's supposed to be Malachi and I'm not going to make it about myself. So, yeah, I'll be back in just a bit. But Malachi, thank you. And I'm here, man.
call me, text me, reach out to me any way that you can. If you need me, like whenever it is, let's figure it out. Let's get through it. Let's achieve greatness, you know? I got your back. I'm with you. And, you know, I'm here for you, really. So I'm looking forward to it, Malachi. You know, I'll talk to you soon. And, hey, the rest of the world, this is something that we all need to do. This is work that needs to be done. This needs to be done. Too many times we allow kids to go down the same path that we went through and we don't stop them. We don't try and change it. We don't do anything about it. It's time to stop that. It's time to change that narrative. It's time to let these kids be what they can be. And we got to stop watching them go down the wrong path. We got to stop watching them do the wrong things. Let's cut that out. Let's cut that out. That's no. Yeah. Stop it. We need to be there as much as we can. Not just for our kids. But for everybody's kids. You know, let's want someone to be there for our kids. But let's be that example. All right, y'all. Um, thank you for listening. And yeah, I'll talk to you in just a little bit.